Black Sports 980. I'm your host, Laws, back in the building. Uh, we're here to talk sports, here to talk a lot of different things. Uh, we got Shaq Daddy back with us in the building. We got Aaron once again. And, uh, you know, we got uh, a full slate of topics to really discuss. And so we don't want to waste no time. I, I think probably D will be on with us in a little bit. He's not in the studio yet, but that's probably him right there. So, uh, yeah, my man, back in the building. Okay, so uh, to get things kicked off and started off, um, you know, last night, of course, everybody witnessed uh, Cincinnati Bengals catch an L to the uh, to the Houston Texans. Texas. And, and it was kind of and it was kind of surprising to me because I did not think the Texans were going to come in there. I mean, their defense has been kind of like you know soft butter for much of the year, and they actually you know held up their end of the bargain and, and played a strong game. And they beat the Cincinnati Bengals, removing them from you know being one of the teams that's undefeated. And now uh, we only have two undefeated teams left in the NFL: one, the Patriots. Uh, and the other team, the Panthers. And uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. I mean, definitely the Patriots had a, had a, had a close one against your boys, D, you know, versus the Giants. And uh, I know that jump was a hard one. that game up. He gave it up. <laughs> yeah, he gave it up twice. I mean, at the end of that game, you had, uh, what's his, Landon Collins had the interception in his hands and then right. dropped the jump. Dropped and uh, then they had oh, a little, the little, the little, yeah, Odell Joe. I mean, yeah, that that was that was crucial. But you know, speaking of the Odell catch, yeah, I, I mean, I thought they would have given him a touchdown. I mean, a couple weeks earlier they gave a touchdown to uh, go, go uh, Tate for the same thing. Same like, like it was like a bang bang. Like he caught the Joe and then beat down. But I guess that's I guess that's how they carrying it this year, man. You know, if you're the Patriots, we're gonna help you out. View the Detroit Lions. It's going to be interesting to see how things play out. But the other undefeated team that we have here is the uh, the Carolina Panthers, who have Cam Newton, and Cam Newton is still continuing to be the MVP, in my opinion. Uh, I, I can just put it out there. What do, what do y'all think about Cam Newton's uh, dancing in the end zone? There's been a lot of talk about. Uh, him being scrutinized for for uh, dabbing on him, I guess the, the dance is called dabbing or whatever. I, I mean, I don't know what these young kids listen to, but 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 he like you know was, you know does his typical dance in the end zone, and and they I guess people are having an issue with it. Um, what what are your thoughts? Well, I think um, I think it, it's because people are looking at it a little bit differently than when he does the Superman shirt open thing. So him mm-hmm. doing anything more than the Superman shirt open is considered showboating. So it's tough. I understand where the people that are upset are coming from. Um, like the article that you had sent out, uh, about the, the mother's point of view of what her daughter saw. That's a bit overboard to me. Um, when you see so much other stuff going on throughout the course of a for him to celebrate a potential game-winning touchdown, that's not exactly a a basic moment. That's a big thing. You're supposed to celebrate the big moments in the game. There's nothing wrong with celebrating the big moments in the game. He didn't spike the ball. He didn't run up against the other team, run the other team's sideline. He didn't do any of that stuff. He celebrated in the end zone just like any other player. So I don't really see the issue with it, but I understand why some people might have considered it excessive since – his basic trademark celebration is the shirt open and then flip the ball to the uh, the ref and that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts, D? You, you think it was a bit I mean, excessive? I mean, I could see where they got it from, but I think it only got to that point because the guy from Tennessee, I don't know it was how, how his name. Yeah, he was just he was just yeah he had rocks in his jaw because he, he scored a touchdown on him and then he celebrated one time and the dude got upset but he just kept doing it like if you don't like it stop me that's the bottom line and the person that complained was a Tennessee fan of course like of course you're right. gonna complain about it because it was your team it was against <laughs> the home team 
No one talks about Gronk throwing back up the club and doing spikes and anybody else doing the touchdown. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what I'm saying. In Green Bay. So, I, I, you know, to me, I, I don't see that being a big deal. People are just upset because they, they lost. That's the bottom line. And the way they lost. Because they could have won that game. Tennessee had an opportunity to win the game and to lose it. And then somebody celebrated. It just hurt their son. That's the bottom line. And they're blowing it Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you want to say something, Aaron, on the, on the topic? I don't really have much to say about it. You know how I feel about it. Um, <laughs> people talk fan, I'm sure he saw Drew Stanton dancing um, after that touchdown at the end of that game. So, um, I'm no, not I ready. went to sleep. I left that game alone. I went to sleep. I couldn't take any more. Yeah, but it was so, way um, worse than what Cam did from what I saw the highlights on Facebook. It was way worse than it, what Cam did, so... So, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, the, the reality is, is like, I mean, the only thing I had a problem with, I don't have a problem with the man celebrating or dancing. You know what I'm saying? He earned the right. He scored the touchdown. If you don't want him dancing, showbuck, keep him out of the end zone, like Jonathan said. And, and I mean, Cam Newton even said that, like, you don't like me dancing, then don't let me in the end zone. So, you know, I didn't really have a problem with him dancing. What I did have a problem with is that some lady like writing a letter to the organization talking about her nine-year-old child like making these comments and, and I and I wrote down some of these quotes because I'm just like yeah no nine-year-old kid talk like this won't won't he get in trouble for doing that is he trying to make people mad do you think he knows he looks like a spoiled brat no who what like come on young I, I'm not buying that like, i just not buying that, that she was, like, having to explain all this stuff to her nine-year-old, her nine-year-old child when when Cam Newton scored a touchdown and did his little dance. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. And I and I don't like it when they make a big issue out of this stuff. Nobody talking about Aaron Rodgers throwing the belt on Bama's when he's scoring the end zone and doing a little, you know, the little suck it jump with the belt. And, you know, everybody, all, all the all the good people who score do like little dances they dances every week and because the dude from Tennessee was salty and he like started a scuffle if anything he showed bad sportsmanship like you, you get bammed on like <laughs> you get bammed on and now you try <laughs> you try to make a big a big scene and a big deal like yeah if you didn't want him to dance you knew he was going to dance when he got in the end zone you knew it like, you know it. What you thought he was going to do? Just get in the end zone be like, yeah, young, good, dog. That was a good try, dog. Good try. No. He going to spike the ball. He going to, you know, nay-nay on you. He, You know what I'm saying? That's that's what you do when you score a touchdown. Everybody in the league does it. So, it, it just, you know, it goes, it goes to show that, you know, NFL, no fun league, that's what they call it. And they're just trying to do stuff to, to be able to, like, enforce fines and enforce different things so they're trying to bring awareness to it it, it just I, I just hate the negativity they're just trying to put on Cam Newton when clearly like he's doing everything right this man first of all this this is adding some uh, context Cam Newton every time he scores a touchdown he gives the ball to a child in the, in the stands like he, he finds a little kid in the stands and he gives he gives the, like the ball to and he's encouraged his teammates to do, do the same Cam Newton has a foundation. Cam Newton does all this stuff for, like, the community, for the people. Like, nobody's talking about that. Nobody's, like, bringing that up. They're like, oh, he's showing bad sportsmanship. He's dancing and blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, he can do what he want to do. He can do what he want to do. At this point, like, Cam Newton is an upstanding, like, citizen. He doesn't do anything wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? And if you want to dance in the end zone, I don't have a problem with it. Actually, I want to see the Bama dance on the end zone this week versus the Skins. Because what our next topic is, this world is going crazy right now. The whole DMV is losing their minds right now. Kirk Cousins has a good game versus arguably the worst defense ever to step foot on the field <laughs> in the New Orleans Saints. And Bama's is, is like losing their mind. They talking contract extensions and we got to try to get him back because if we don't, you know, he going to want more money and we need the leverage. And 
like yeah. And the thing is, what fans don't real fail to realize is that the the, the media that is pushing this agenda comes from nine sports talk nine eighty, Chris Cooley, that whole gang, that whole circuit. All they do is talk about, they've been talking about for three weeks, oh yeah, you need Kirk Cousins, the future, you need to sign him, blah, blah, blah. They've been pushing that agenda, and now the mainstream is starting to like pick it up, and they're starting to run with it. And I just don't, I just don't understand. What are your thoughts on it, gentlemen? What Should, should, the, should the Redskins sign Kirk Cousins to an extension? I mean, you kind of have to sign him to an extension as much as you don't want to because he is what the team wants to have but do you give him any sort of top 10 top 15 quarterback contract where you're investing long term money into him and he's not being a stop gap quarterback no you don't do it you don't give him arguably a top 10 contract um, and expect top 10 player results because you're not going to get it out of him. You're not. It's flat out. You're not going to get top 10 results out of him. Yeah. What do you think, D? Kirk Cousins? Give him that bread? I would say N-O. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> this, this is the classic case of how the DMV reacts to every situation. When the team is sorry, they want you fired, get you out of here, and they upset. You win, you know, a couple games, then they love you. That's just how wishy-washy the DMV area in terms of their sports teams are. And right now, they're just being prisoners of the moment. You know, he beat a Tampa Bay team. He came back and won that game. whoop he do with Tampa Bay. Should have been down 24 points in the first place. And then he beats, like you said, a terrible defense in the New Orleans Saints and Fries, which everybody expected that. It's the Saints. They've been giving everybody, everybody cook them. What team hasn't cooked the Saints? On the, no, the Saints side of the are giving up 31, 31 points per game. That's how much the Saints have given up. Per, exactly. So, per team. It, I mean, it was expected. If you didn't, he'd have been trash. So, I don't see how you can start talking about all this stuff. But he played a trash defense, and he didn't really play two really good teams at all. So, you know, if they give him an extension, it's going to further set back this franchise more than what it already is. But he's not the answer. And once they pay him, then they're stuck with him, and then they're going to be, you know, yeah. going back. Aaron, what, what you want to say? You already know how I that's feel about Kirk your boy, Kirk You want to give him the money? At this point... With what they have in breaking ties with uh, RG3, they have to sign him up for next year. To me, you have to do one of those prove-it deals. They can't give him a starter contract. Forget top 10 or top 15. He can't get a starter quarterback. He can't even get a three-year extension. I mean, he, I mean, you can't sign up for less than three deals. I can't see him sign a one-year deal. You love him that much. If you sign it, like you yeah. said, you're setting a franchise back. Because they're going to have to give him two years out of the three if he fails because they signed him up to a three-year deal. He needs to be a stopgap for whoever they end up drafting this year or pick up a free agent. Yeah, they need to give well, him yeah, one of the same contracts that they gave to, like, Andy Dalton, where it was there's no guarantees in it. It's a total prove-it-or-lose-it type of deal. And Andy Dalton's proven his, so he gets to keep it. But had he not proven it, had he shown up like he shows up in the playoffs every other season, had he showed up like that in the regular season, they'd be talking about cutting him right now. So he needs to have the same type of noose on his neck as far as you got to play or to keep your job because otherwise the media is going to be on him finally because he gets that contract. It's, it's going to be no more, oh, he's our savior, he's our savior. He's only your savior because you're not paying enough for him. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's just premature to be talking like contract extension with a guy who's 11th in the league in interception, 15th in the league in touchdowns, 14th in the league in passing yards, 19th in the league in yards per game. Like he's he's middle of the road. He's just like 
is not bad and he's not good. Like, I, I don't know. I, like, when did people start rewarding mediocrity? Like, when did you just get, like, like rewarded? Like, like, you just, that. like, if I just go to my job and I just do, like, just whatever, like, I guess some people's job, they give you a raise. You know what I'm saying? No matter what you do. But he's just, he's just regular. This Bama went and beat a terrible team. I mean, it's like me going to the going out to the basketball court, finding a kid that's like 13, and then telling him to play me one on one, and I just dunk on him like five, six times, and drive to the lane and back him down, and then score like beat the Bama 16-5, and then be like, yeah, young, I told you I'm ready for the league. Like, no, I beat a, a kid. Like you beat the Saints. These Bamas was ta- no, they were bypassing the Bama, the ball carriers to tackle each other. And hit blockers like these man was watching out there. And <laughs> after that game, they just like, yeah, he needs a contract extension. Listen, when he can win an away game, then we can talk you contract like extension. Like when he can not turn the ball over when he plays in somebody else's stadium like more two times like average, that. then we can talk about contract extension. When we can end the season with a winning record, like then we can talk like contract that. extension. You know what I'm saying? Any before. Any of that happens, I don't want to hear about no contract extension. I want the Batman to play under his current contract and do the best job he can. And if we end up with a winning record, okay, it's fair to talk about contract extensions. If he if he has more touchdowns than INTs at the end of the year, okay, it's fair to talk about contract. If he can win some away games or get us in the playoff and win, you know, in somebody else's stadium, because up until this point, he can't. Man, he hasn't done it. Trying to buy three and them damn chickens and pigeons on a branch. Then man, we can talk about we can that. talk about contract extension. When he when he beats a team that that is above five hundred, because up until this point he hasn't beat no teams above five hundred. Then we can talk about contract extension. Okay, so I I, I I'm just so like through with the media here talking about like Kirk Cousins, you you know this and this and that. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not here to try to bash Kirk Cousins or say he's trash or anything like that. I'm just saying, he's average. And and average to me is not like, doesn't warrant all this excitement and all this like zeal and, and vigor about getting him a contract and doing it right away. And like, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry I don't get hyped with the rest of the people because he beat the Saints. I'm sorry he didn't. He beat a Beltway League defense. Okay. Like, okay. I'm not. I can't get hyped. I can't get hyped. Now, if he goes out there and busts Carolina like that, puts up 40 points on Carolina, 330 and three touchdowns, okay. Then we can be like, all right, it makes sense to at least talk about it or to be in a discussion. But the Saints fired their, their, their defensive coordinator. They fired Rob Ryan. What does that tell you? They're trash. They're trash. I'm going to tell, tell you what, though. I'm going to tell you what's the difference maker. These last, what, seven games y'all have, the Redskins have, we'll see how that tune changes. Right now, they're on the high note because they beat two teams. I mean, they beat the Buccaneers. They beat the Saints. You know, they, they, they got whooped by the Patriots, but they, that, that's the Patriots, so no one counts that. But that would be the key to see – where they the talks go because they get you know beat up by I mean you, the wrestlers have four division opponents in the last seven games they play the Panthers they play the Bills in there and then they got you know Giants they got Dallas twice and you know Romo's back and they got the Eagles in there so we'll see I guess like the division opponents how they play and how they play against Carolina like these last seven games and really determine like okay how that could completely change and do a 180 you know what I'm saying? Depending mm-hmm. upon how he played. Everybody's just hyped right now because he, he scored saying 47 points and he, and he fried against the Saints. That's all it is. It, but it, I got I to gotta, um, gotta disagree with you, though. You got to count the Patriots game because if you look at what happened in the Giants game, the Giants were in it and took the lead and it's back and forth the entire time. Yeah, the Giants and the Patriots, they're rivals. The Giants always give them a hard time. But in the same token, the Redskins have a better potentially overall team, especially defensive-wise. When you look at all the bits and pieces that are there, they have the potential to do the same thing. But Kirk put them in a bad situation time and time again on defense to where they were able to monopolize it. 
So it's you got to count it against them. You have to count it. You can't say it's the Patriots. It's expected when a week or two later they go up against the Giants and it's a battle. I mean, that's true. Yeah, but but well, the only thing I have to say, only thing I say about this real quick, hold on, real quick, just to answer that. The reason why I said it was a wash, I'm not saying it's a wash, but they, the coaching staff kind of said it was a wash because after that game, they they put the loss really on all the drop passes in that game and saying those drop passes led to turnovers and led to scores and so forth and so on and, and messed up opportunities. And they didn't put that on Kirk. So they already kind of like expunged him from that game to me, the way they came out after the, after the game interviews, that's all. Oh, yeah, yeah, they tried yeah, to protect I, him from it, but in actuality, they shouldn't have. Yeah, no, no, but, that, but that's the thing. that This is the media market that we live in. For the most part, you know, Kirk has on a bulletproof vest when it comes to, like, media scrutiny. Like, this bad mother won't get, like, he just doesn't, doesn't really get the brunt of the scrutiny that he deserves. You know, when stuff's not going right, it gets moved to different facets or different areas of the team, the defense, the running game, all these different things. And when it's on Kurt, you know, people just kind of like, well, they make up these excuses. And and you know, that that is the the narrative that this, you know, Northern Virginia media market is always spinning, you know, on, on half of be on behalf of Kurt. And I I it would be I, I don't even know how you change that narrative. You know what I'm saying? Like, like th- we, we have this forum here. This is a small platform. But, you know, we not, I don't have nothing against Kurt. I, I really don't. I just don't. I just don't like when people try to talk up, a, like, something that, that's like, you know, it's like, it's like if, it's like if you're going to see a movie and you, your man's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this movie came out. And then he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, young, that jump was vicious, dog. Like, young, I'm telling you, he's like, movie of the year, movie of the year. And you go and you see the movie, you like, like, hold on, dog. Like, it's, it's holes in the plot. Um, like, you know, coming back to life in this jail. Like, what kind of, you know, like, like, explosions is happening. Batman's not, Batman's is shooting, you know, all over the place. And you ain't, the Batman get hit, like, with one bullet. And it's like, he just shot a missile, a grenade launcher and all. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just... So many holes in the in the story. You're like this show is not that good, but the dude was siphoning it. And it's like it just that's how I feel about Kurt. It's like they don't like oh yeah, young Kurt, this this and that. But I'm like you got to he he's done good. Like you just open. I'm like no, but when I look at the numbers, when I look at middle of the road numbers, I can see if it's like top ten in all in like these categories. Then I'm like I'm like yeah, you know what? Yeah, he's balling. But at 6.84 yards per attempt per attempt bottom four in the league they don't they don't get me height that is I'm sorry like I just when it comes to the Kurt like and I know that the team and everybody like they're trying to like you know protect him and stuff like that I want to see I want to see I just want to see the real come out I want to see the real I don't want to see this like try to pull the wool over my eyes and then we signed him to a long extension, and then we got John Beck on our roster for the next five years. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, that's what I don't want to do. I, I said it weeks ago before we started this podcast. The only way you change the narrative is to give him the money. Because once he has the money, he's on the hook. He has to produce to say he's worth it. Otherwise, they, they can't keep making excuses for somebody that they're paying a decent amount of money for. When you're paying him as the what fourth or fifth round pick that he is then yeah you can make all these excuses in the book form um look at russell wilson he was getting he was getting nothing but praise even though he made some of the same same mistakes back then that he's making now he's he was getting all nothing but praise but once he got the money and he's like the leader and he's all this all that he doesn't get the same leeway that he got from the media before where he was that, a top, considered a top three, top five quarterback before. Y'all you don't went hear that to the Super Bowl, Shaq. Y'all went to I, the I understand Super Bowl. that. I understand that. I understand that. But what I'm saying is there's certain plays they didn't criticize. They glanced them over. Bruh. He, yeah, he, I'm not Bruh. They're not on the same level. They're not on the same playing field. But I'm just saying in the sense of the critiquing is there now because you see some of those plays that he was making those same bad plays before but they overlooked him for everything because he was winning. 
So no, with Kirk, he is, won't have he won't have the winning side of it. Is what I'm trying to say. He won't have the winning to cover up anything. Right now, he's only living on the fact that he's a fourth or fifth round pick. I can't remember which one it was. He's a fourth yeah. or fifth round pick, and he he's able to do enough to not be the worst quarterback in the league. That's all they're living on right now. Once he gets that money, they don't care if he's not the worst quarterback in the league. He's gonna have to produce. Okay, well, we're going to see, man. I mean, the NFC East is bad this year. So, if we're going to have a chance to even, like, like push for a playoff run or attempt, like, this is the year. So, if we don't get in a playoff and we have a losing record, a 6-10 and 10 or something like that, I don't want to hear about it, dog. I just don't. Cause that's, that's not good enough for me. That's not if good. That was the division. I, that was the division. This will be a wrap. Y'all gonna give him the golden name. Like that was the division. <laughs> I, I mean, this is the thing. If, if, they, if they win it, if they win a division, right? Then let's say they win a division at seven and nine. Let's just say that that's enough to win it, right? Which it sounds crazy, but let's say they do, right? I wouldn't even be mad if they considered it. I wouldn't even be mad if they talked about it. I wouldn't even be mad if they gave him like a four four year extension or whatever. But but I say this much though. He gotta have more touchdowns and interceptions. It can't be the other way around. You can't be at seventy nine and be throwing twenty four picks and, and eighteen touchdowns. It can't. No, 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 no. So I mean, that we gonna keep revisiting this as the year goes on. So this is this is a topic that will just be a circular theme because you know we're gonna watch him after Carolina and we're gonna come back to the drum board and discuss you know. Who the real Kirk Cousins is? Because like we're going to see. Like see. Well, moving ahead to another quarterback situation that's going on in the NFL. Uh, the beloved Peyton Manning got benched this week. Bama threw four in- interceptions. And the coach pulled him and put him Brock Osweiler in the game. Took out Peyton Manning, right? So... Then it comes out that Peyton Manning foot hurt, or he had the plantar fasciitis or whatever with his foot. But the only thing I'm like, I'm kind of confused because at least, you know, I'm thinking if your foot hurt, you're going to be sitting down, right? This bad on the sideline standing up, watching eyes while it's playing. Dumb the whole ass time. Down. The whole so, you know, and, 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 you know, greater minds than me, because, you know, of course, our friend Craig, he, he let me know that. Sometimes the stand up is better than to sit down as far as the pressure on your foot. So maybe no. that's why he was standing up. No, but, no. <laughs> but I'm not I'm not buying it, dog. I, if my foot hurt, if you stepped on my foot right now, my foot hurt, bro. If I got plant, I'm sitting my, my tail down. I'm sorry. I got to sit down, bro. I got to sit down. I'm not going to be standing up. So, I got, so what I got that got says to me is they trying to... <laughs> I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna say. Well, they, they it sounds like they trying to cover up for my man Peyton Manning. That's what it sounds. And I understand because Peyton Manning is great. He's beloved. You know what I'm saying? Definitely a Hall of Famer. All these numbers there and everything like that. He broke the record. You know, in, in that game, he broke uh, Brett Favre's record. Um, what is that? Most passing yards um, all time. Yeah. And yeah, uh, but. But then he get, he throws four picks, and I watched the picks. He's throwing the jumps right to the defense, like like he's Turn going out like the give, give breath, you know. <laughs> The party's <laughs> over. So my, so, so, so my question is: Is your is pick done? Is he cooked? Is this it? Turn so, out the lights. But hey, let me tell you something. About First of all, let me talk about Fender Fresiitis. Number one, let me get on that. Uh, I got Fender Fresiitis. And bro, when I was bro, when I wasn't treating it, but when I got to bed in the morning, it hurt to walk, just to like walk in the like first thing in the morning. Like I would limp to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? So it's a serious. Then French guys is very serious. I was getting cortisone shots and everything in my in my heel. And bro, that was some pain right there getting them cortisone shots. Then you feel good, but it's just damn near in the palms. So the thing is, I could see how if that's what he really had, could affect his throws. But let me tell you this. When I had plantar fasciitis, I did not want to stand up. That's the last thing I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Batman had a helmet on, too. 
And it's and Peyton is supposed to be above and beyond that, but if he doesn't have the the time in the system to get it done and and get his checkdowns and his his all everything running and going, and his mind isn't in it anymore either. I think he's focused on the pain. I think he's focused on the pain and focused on trying to break the records so he can get out of the game and be done with it. He's he's not focused on winning. He's not focused on making the best throw. He's focused on finishing, and he's he's finished yeah. because of it. Yeah, I think I think it's clear. I mean, I think you hit you know hit the hit the nail on the head. He's out there, Jones is going through the most. And, and Kubiak, like he came in, and was like, yeah, we're gonna have a run, we're gonna run the ball a lot, we're gonna utilize the running game and do all this. And this Batman, you know, and shotgun every every play, and they just kind of abandoned that and let him throw. Now you just like it's like oh, and so you know I understand Kubiak trying to like save face or you know protect Peyton Manning, saying you know I shouldn't have played him, this and this and that. But dog, like this Batman looked terrible. He looked terrible. Like he looked bad. I right, some Bama's in the passing league out Montgomery County that I'd rather have right now than Peyton Manning. And that's no lie, because the Bama just throwing ducks. He's throwing the ball right to the other team. Like, he has his mobility is on 25, on Madden, and he just, in his, in his awareness, is like, you know how, like, when you, when you, like, do the franchise and you get, like, so far in the franchise that you see, like, the awareness, like, it'd be, like, 99, and then the jump one year just go down to, like, 88. Like, dang, am I man awareness going? And then the speed go down like a bunch of just that's what's happening right now. And they need to they need to like transition to Brock Osweiler and really see what he can do to like it's unfortunate because their team is good. Like they got a stellar defense. Defense is yes. first in the league. And and and, and I'm like, I mean, it's bad, you know, but you you need to pull pull through like uh like the Ravens did. When they had that that sick defense with Ray Lewis and them, and then they just, you know, just just get a a, a, a DLT, uh, don't lose quarterback back there. Mm-hmm. That's all they that's all they can hope for. This yeah, yeah. do a Trent Dilfer move and just just tell them like, hey, dog, just don't turn the ball over, just, just allow them to run the game, check down, you know, and just play like that, and just let the defense really hold it down because the defense is real. So, I hope they don't do a dumb dumb and just try to be like, we're gonna bring Peyton back for the playoffs. Cause that, I, I mean, that probably be the worst thing they could do. Even though they're gonna try to like do the little heroic, this is last hurrah type jump, but I don't, I don't think it's gonna be enough. So we'll, we'll see. Um, next, next on the docket, we got Tony Romo coming back this week to play. The question is. Is it too late for the Cowboys? Is it too late? I want to say mathematically, no, it's not too late because the division is that bad. Everybody has five losses and they have seven. Um, So there's still an opportunity for um, for them to still have a chance to win the division because it's just that bad. But, you know, I'm not fully convinced that Romo is healthy. I'm not fully convinced that Des Bryant is fully healthy because to me, again, whenever you have a foot injury, people complain through, people typically play through like upper body injuries. But when you have a bad wheel, it's very difficult at a skill position to be explosive and to have lateral movement with the bad foot. And this, when I look at Des last week at the Bucks. He wasn't the same Dez Bryant. I mean, he's, he's taking a couple mm-hmm. catches here and there, but he's not the same Dez. And then Roma coming back to clavicle, like he, this is the same clavicle he hurt some years back, and they got hurt again. And then now, and that was years later, and it, and it broke again in the same spot. And now you want to bring him back after a limited time? What was that? He's been only out for what, maybe eight weeks? Been Six out? or eight weeks, yeah, something like that. And he's coming back again to play, so they're going to have to really protect Tony because Dez is not Dez. And I think people are seeing that. So they're going to try to come after Romo, and they're going to test him, man. They're going to test that shoulder. 
And to me, that determines the future of Dallas, whether or not they still have a chance. It is a play of Tony Romo. It's the bottom line. And you, and you saw without him, they lost seven straight. So, I mean, the team wins and loses with Tony. If, they had a, if there was an MVP for an injured player, he should get it. Because the team is not the same without him. <laughs> MVP by default, yeah. <laughs> so... Mm, and they they still that. haven't they still haven't figured out the running game to protect them either. So it's not like they can bring him in and kind of nurse him along and kind of let the the running game do the job and he just be in there to manage the game for them and make a few throws when they need him to. They need him to be in there to win them the game and play the game all the way for them and be the 300 yards Tony Romo if they have any shot of winning. And the the running game can't protect him. And McFadden hasn't done nothing. Chris and Michael hasn't done nothing. Like it, it, whoever else they, they Randall's gone. Um, they picked up like two or three other people throughout the course of the year. None of them have figured it out. So there's obviously something going on. They have the same offensive line they had last year. So it's obvious that Demarco Murray needed them, and they needed Demarco Murray because neither one is working out without the other. So I don't, I don't think the game plan changed because why would you change it when none of the coordinators have changed? So it's obvious that the running game, they just don't have the right player there. But without that right player to keep him from being the one that has to throw the ball, all they got to do is load up in the box to blitz him or load up coverage to stop him from getting the long throws. And it'll be the same problem they've been having all year. So he's not going to save them. It's the running game that's got to save them. Yeah, so we, I'm going to say it like this. They got a lot of games left. And if they lose one more of those games, it's over. It's done. And the probability of them running the table on the next, next game is like less than 1%. So I, I, they're done. They're done. You can't lose one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in a row and expect to come back. This ain't, this ain't, uh, you can't, like, it ain't like a video game where you can just change the settings. Like, you be getting punished on, all man just like go in the uh, little user settings zone just like put on pro and then just put the general rookie or pro you know what I'm saying and then go back in the zone and the next thing you know your man's catching all the touchdowns and you th- throwing every pass is caught you just break every tackle like it's not like that in the NFL and I'm not even sure they'll beat the the Dolphins this week because the Dolphins have been showing some grit lately so you know and they come back win that was a real gritty win that they 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 came back and, yeah. and won. So I I think they have a little momentum. I think that they they're really trying to turn their season around. So it ain't gonna be no walk in the park here on out. So we'll we'll see. We'll, we will see. Um, now moving on to our next topic, and I know this is a little unconventional because we're taking a, like a, a detour off of football and, and and that that genre of sports, going to MMA and. No, don't, no, 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 Got, got, got rocked to sleep. Like, like, like Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, I want to rock with you. Yeah, she got finished this weekend. And it's unfortunate, but she was talking real greasy before the fight. And uh, the girl home, Holly home. Yeah, I, I listen. She made Ronda Rousey like an amateur, and from my my perspective, if I didn't know anything about Ronda Rousey and I never seen her like you know fighting MMA or whatever, if that was the first time me watching her, I would like in my mind I would just be like this lady is like a, is this her first fight ever? Like she looks amateurs because Holly home punished her like. Like, you ever been in, like, school and, and somebody try to pick on you and they just be like, they're like, you be like, young, chill out. Like, leave me alone, dog, for I crush you. Like, seriously, like, just chill out. Like, I'm not with all them games. And it's bad. The, the other dude is faking, like, yeah, whatever, Joe. You ain't like that. I crush you. He's like, look, man, I'm serious. Like, just chill out. Like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, help you out. I'll, like, I'm going to punish you if you keep acting like this. Like, that's how Holly Holmes carried Ronda Rousey. Like, she knew in her mind that she was going to destroy her, and she destroyed her. I was like, I watched the fight, and it was eight minutes long. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I couldn't believe it. I, were, were, were y'all as shocked as I was? 
yeah, I was shocked. I, I didn't think that, uh, number one, I didn't think she was going to lose, number one. And number two, I didn't see the loss coming like that. Like, that type of L, when you're in your prime of your career, I mean, she was in her prime. Ronda Rousey was in her prime. And to lose, I mean, she got punished to get whooped like that for prime. No one saw that coming. Nobody. And I was, I was surprised, man. People were starting to, you know, on online, feel a little sympathetic for her for the way she got beat. But, I mean, if you talk that much trash and you get whooped, I mean, that's just the concept. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. I mean, people going to come back. I feel you. sorry for it, though. I feel sorry. When that leg kick hit her, I feel sorry for it, though. I did. My heart went out to her. Especially when you went through the breaking bad elbows. You feel sorry for them? No, but, but that's the thing, though. But yeah, but when them two tomahawk jumps came from Holly Holm, like to try to end it, like when she tried to bang the gavel on her face at the end, I was like, oh no, stop it, please. It was out of control. I, I was like, it's too much. Wait, 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 Akil, were you not shot? I don't even want to talk about it, man. It's, it's, it was that painful. It's like, you can't even equate it to anything. It's like Mike Tyson's first loss. Where you feel like he was untouchable, un unbeatable, un unequal. Like there was nobody that you thought would be able to do what Holly did to Ronda. It's, it was painful. The one thing that I did notice—I didn't watch the fight. I watched all the replays and highlights and stuff. Holly's reach kept her out of Ronda's zone, where Ronda couldn't reach her. Ronda had to lunge. Ronda had to do everything to try and get to her to play her game and when Holly's reach was out it was out at full strength and and Ronda kept running face first into it like there was no she needs a coach she needs something because there was no kind of game plan to it she was like a, a, a bulldog just going after the target after the target after the target regardless of what kind of damage she was taking and that's not smart fighting she wanted to rush her and she got crushed every time she rushed in she ran into a brick wall, which was Holly's fist, and it, it was pathetic. That, was, left hand, that left hand was there, waiting for it every time. Every time. Every what, time. I'm going to tell, tell you what, though. I think the reason why Ronda fought the way she fought, now I, I could be way off base, but this is my thought. Remember, she got put on that boxing magazine right before this fight. Mm -hmm. And the boxing room was like, why would you put Ronda Rousey on a boxing magazine? She's not a boxer. It's kind of a it's kind of a slight to the guys that actually box or females that actually mm -hmm. box. If you have a, mm -hmm. a UFC fighter on the cover, but that's what mm -hmm. De La Hoya wanted. He owns the magazine. He put her on there. You know, Floyd has mm -hmm. said something. And now she comes into this fight with a known boxer. This this girl's been doing this since she was 16 years old. Started out as a boxer, so she figures I'm gonna beat her at her own game and prove why. I should have been on that magazine. And she was trying to go in there toe-to-toe -to -toe on boxer. And what happened was, yeah, she, she she's not it. a boxer. She's a grappler. And a girl beat her family because what? of that. She came what? in with the wrong game plan, I think. And now Floyd's talking about he's going to give her lessons on how to box. Uh, <laughs> that's your girl, too. You love Ronda. Are you going to watch a rematch? Do you want to see a rematch between her and Holly Holm? Not no more. I'm completely uninterested in Ronda Rousey at this point. Um, <laughs> I was initially, but then when I was announced from people who are actually uh, involved in MMA, like the fighters and uh, people like that, they were saying Ronda has never been that great technically as an MMA, um, I guess, fighter. And I guess when you when it involves, I guess, women fighters, there's another dynamic to it, but. Uh, according to a lot of the analysis I'm seeing from people who, who are smarter and know more about the sport than I, than I do, uh, they're saying Ronda wasn't that great of a technical MMA fighter to begin with. So, I mean, I don't know. But she got exposed. Yeah, it showed. It showed. It showed that she wasn't technical at all because she had no game plan. When she got clocked, when she got punched in the mouth, her entire game plan went out the window. This was the first time she's ever been hit like that in a match, from what I can tell. I've never seen any type of damage taken. None of her matches have gone past, like, the first round, really, past the first minute, a lot of them. So she was winning off sheer adrenaline, off sheer intensity, off sheer willpower, off sheer 
like first move technique once she had to get into a match and there's minutes involved and there's game planning and thinking and strategizing there was no revision to her strategy after that first round she came back out and did the exact same thing again that just shows that they were going in there with the belief that her her judo move flip them once get them on the ground and it's over you don't have to worry about the rest of the match because that's what judo is all about you disable your opponent in the beginning there's no fight they don't go long term in judo it's you flip them get them out the fight and that's it so once you take that away from her and she has to actually come back and try and fight you there's no there's no competition you can't you can that's obviously how she got beat and it shows that she hasn't been training for anything endurance wise yeah, but I yeah, I mean, the way she was fighting, I like you know, and I and I had you know I I had my my time where I used to go to the boxing gym and, and, and box a little bit, but one of the things they always teach you was to keep your guards up, like hold your hands up, protect your face. She was walking straight into them left hands, and like she she didn't have like just looking at the fight. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like she just looked drunk. Like she was one jump where where uh, Holly Holm was like standing, she tried to like lunge at her, and she just moved out of her way with a little Andre move, and she went into the gate and then spun around like she had like four uh, four uh, shots of one fifty one, and she just looked terrible. I'm like, man, you just need to like you need to calm down and and really protect yourself because I could tell in the first like five minutes that it wasn't gonna end. It wasn't going to end good because she was just fighting so reckless and like, you know, without trying to protect herself. Like you had to protect yourself and she wasn't protecting herself. So, you know, I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next with her career. I mean, she's going to have to fight again and I don't know who they're going to match her up against. I, I mean, Holly Holm, like if she fight Holly Holm again, Holly Holm going to do the same thing she did this time. So... I mean, I don't see it turning out any any other way. So, I mean, just just from how technically she she be her. So, um, you know, my prayers go out to her. I know she she's hurting right now because that was a devastating loss. And you know, even when I was watching the fight and the dude just came, like the uh, the doctor and the uh, the referee that was in the jump, just like came to her side and was like, "Yeah, just chill." Like you can just watch it in the video, like chill out, like you lost, like relax, like just relax, just relax, like she beat you. I was like, oh man, you know, like that's the worst. Like when you're kind of dazed and then you just like look up and then they just standing over you. And it's like, what happened? And it's like, yeah, you lost. So it's going, it's going. She got a long road to get back. I mean, she tweeted out like, I'll be back, or whatever, whatever. And I'm sure she, I'm sure she will. But if I was her and she gonna buy, like fight another boxer, she better go holler at Floyd and get some boxing lessons because. From way she fought, it didn't look like she ever took boxing lessons a day in her life. Um, and she she loves so. Dragon Ball Z so much she's gonna have to go on one of them long training missions on Snake Road and and try and learn all the new <laughs> skills she need before she get back out there. Cause she got a long way to go as far as technique. I'm sorry. Yeah, nah, a long way to go. So uh, as we like come down to the end of our program, we like to uh, you know, man, we keep it light, but we also want to bring. Uh, light to you know I guess more pressing issues that affect our world um, affect our nation um, and you know and, and people that you know of all backgrounds nationalities and uh, so of course everybody's aware of the the, uh, the bombings and the killings out in Paris and uh, you know how that had implications on you know United States and different things like that but you know people fail to realize that like these things aren't just these these situations where people are bombed or there's people that are killed or hurt aren't just relegated to just that region of the world. They happen all over the place. And, you know, to me, it was it was a little disheartening to see that, you know, all this hoopla over Paris when, you know, two weeks before there was there was a bombing in Beirut um, that, they, you know, there's no coverage on. There's stuff that goes on in South Africa all the time. There's, you know, genocide, all these different things. And it's not the world televised throughout the world you know, especially in, in the western world they just like overlook it and you know it's, it's sad and it's unfortunate but it, that, that's the world that we live in and you know but not not taking anything away from Paris or, or you know showing concern uh, for the lives of the people and definitely we want to pray for them 
Um, but it's just it's just kind of disheartening that you know when it's one place, then it's it's broadcast. You know, made a big issue. When it's another place, it's subdued and overlooked. Um, so, you know, hopefully we can bring light to these different issues. One, uh, one of the Saints tight ends, Benjamin Watson, uh, brought light to that situation in a, in a different respect by uh, noting that uh, he tweeted out, as a nation, we collectively prayed for Paris this week. Yet, as a nation, we suspend a football coach for praying after a game. We must choose. And so he was referring to uh, Joe Kennedy, a Washington uh, football, high school football coach who's an assistant coach out there who was told that he can't play with it, play with his players after the games, And that if he continued to do it, that they were going to suspend them or whatever. So they ended up suspending him for just praying with his, with his, with his players after the game. And it's not like he's like forcing the players to pray with him. He's just like, I'm going to have prayer on the field after the game. And you know whoever wants to join wants to join. You know, so how do y'all how do y'all feel about that 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 you know that that situation? I'm gonna just keep it quick because this this is cause you could talk on this forever, but just just real brief. This is how it is. This this is my analogy. I mean, people most people treat God as a airbag, and when they need in time of trouble. They want that airbag to deploy to help them to protect them. Um, but uh, when they're not in trouble, that airbag better not deploy. And I don't want to see you. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be bothered with you. But when I need you, when I'm in trouble, that's the only time I want to. That's the only time I want to kind of uh, acknowledge that you're there. And otherwise of that, and it's crazy is. If it's not, if nothing else is happening that's damaging, like, you know, a school is getting shot up or a movie theater is getting shot, you know, that's the only time it seems appropriate to pray. Outside of that, you're you're offended. I'm offended that you're mm. praying. Even though I'm not forcing you to do anything, but I'm offended now. So, I mean, I see what he's, I see exactly what he's talking about. And uh, that's the world we live in, man, you know. In terms, in terms of that goes, I mean, you don't, people don't really want to have a relationship. They just want to, you know, pray when they, when they in, in, in that time of need and that's it and move on with their lives afterwards. Yeah, nah, you make some, some very valid, valid points. I mean, it, it is like that. People do treat it like that when, you know, in trouble, it's like, okay, yeah, pray. When it's, there's no trouble, it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about God. I don't want to deal with it. And, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, it's, we live in a, a, a hypocritical society, and, and, it, and, it, and it's a hypocrisy, you know, to, you know, on one end, yeah, when there's an issue or something of great magnitude that seems, you know, out of our control, it's like, oh, yeah, we need to pray, we need to pray. But, you know, but, like, on the same regard, they want to protect the rights of the people to, you know, I, I feel like people's rights to do wrong are protected, but people's rights to just, you know, have a... Uh, you know, a dedication to God or be able to pray, it's like, you know, it's, it, it, it's just frowned upon. And, and, and it's sad that we live in a society like that, that's supposed to be supposedly so open, so free and liberal, but yet it really isn't. And I just, it just goes to show to the, 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 the closed mindedness of a lot of, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people. Um, I, I think it's also interesting that, you know, they're, they're, they're there's a lot of talk of, of terrorism in all these other countries and people are quick to like blow that that situation up in Paris but like there's acts of terrorism that ha- occur on our soil we have uh, people going to movie theaters and shooting up movie theaters and doing different things and those people aren't being labeled as, as terrorists but they are it's, it's not, ter- it's not terrorism the until the media says so it's not terrorism until the media says so so don't call it terrorism because you're just going to be wrong. According to everybody else, you're just going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not terrorism until it's not someone from our country that is a quote-unquote native of our country and a, a person that's always considered a loner or a 
a quiet or shy or we never expected this from them. You can't be a terrorist. So don't don't even waste your breath on that one. It's, it's mm-hmm. not worth it. I mean, All right. our country doesn't want a maid to be feel to be felt uncomfortable. They don't want to feel like you're pushing anything down their throat. But until every like it's forced on them, then they want to like like Dee was saying, they want that comfort if it's forced on them, but they don't want to be forced into anything that interferes with their fun, with their way of life, with what they feel they want to do, because they don't want to think about responsibility. They don't want to think about giving thanks. They don't want to think about their humanity. It's, it's not something that's important to them because it interferes with their day-to-day life. So you praying on the field with my son, if my son wants to pray, I don't want him to pray because you why are you giving him something that I'm not giving him? That's that's their natural reaction. Mm. I'm not giving him that. Why are you giving it to him? Don't give him that mm. option. I don't want him to have that. I want him to think on his own. I want him to be free when in reality you're controlling him in the opposite direction. You're you're controlling mm. him to the way of the world in the sense that be your own free person. Don't do any. Don't be constricted to the laws of God or the laws of man or anything. You're creating anarchy in that sense. But then you turn around and need it on the other end when somebody falls ill or a crazy event happens in the world. Then you need it and you're all PC and all loving and everything at that time. It's 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 total hypocrisy like you said and it, it bothers me completely I'd if I had the money I'd be living in the mountains of Jamaica right now without a care in the world because I just I can't it just doesn't make any sense to me as long as I had enough money to, to, to satellite in my football I'd be in the mountains of Jamaica doing nothing Aaron what do you what do you want to say you want to say something Aaron on the topic in the best interest of the show, I have no comments on any of the last two things y'all talked about. <laughs> hey, you know, we we not we not uh we not under uh, strict strict regulations, dog. We not. Under- but you know why? You know why he's saying that the FCC will find us. If we happen to put this up, the FCC will find us somehow, some way. When they want, to, Big Brother is watching. So and make, let, it, let make it be, an example you know, on top of that. Make it an yeah, example. Yeah. Right? They, they will yeah, shut it down. Yeah, then guys, then it got to record it too. The like, oh, yeah, we got you right here at the four fifty four mark. You said, oh, this is yeah, just just hey, let look. it go. It's it's hey, for the yeah, best. Man, just let bro. it go. Well, well, as we as we close, just want to say, you know, I, I'm all for prayer. I'm all for uplifting God, and and and, and I, I really commend this, this guy. I commend him for, you know, you know, a test of, a test of your fortitude or your true faith is when you're able to stand against opposition, you know, or stand on your convictions, even though it may put you in an uncomfortable place. Even though, you know, this guy, this guy was removed from his job and put on leave. And, like, you know, all these different things occurred that affect his family and people around him, but he was willing to sacrifice for, you know, what it is that he believed in. And, you know, I, I really always, um, I, I really admire that, that that spirit that the people have. And I know that it's a God-given spirit to even be able to stand against opposition. You know, people are so flimsy. You know, we look at, like, some of our leaders, you know, that, that we have Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, different people they were able to stand against injustice in uncomfortable circumstances and they were willing to do it at the expense of their life and that just shows like you know how strong they really were and uh i, I commend it i commend this brother and i and myself i'll be praying for him in this situation that people can come to their senses and seeing that what he's offering is is a good thing is a positive thing is actually something that far greater than them getting scholarships, the kids playing like football, any of those things. What he's offering is, is has greater value in the long run for the for those kids. And so, with that said, you know, uh, we had a good program. We'll be back uh, on Thursday. Talk about you know different different things that's going on 
I don't know what we're going to have on the docket, docket then, but uh, I know we got Maryland and Georgetown tonight, and that jump's going to be live, and they play at 9 o'clock, and uh, I'll be tuned in, so we'll probably come back on Thursday and talk about that and the outcome of that, and uh, that's it, real man. Quick, this is a... Uh, real quick. What, what's real up? Quick. Just, a, just real quick off, off subject. It's not romantic to use joy dishwashing detergent for a bubble <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I like to drink your bath. You hey, bro. Oh, man, man, hold on, dog. Is this that right? Detergent. Oh, wrong me wrong, I scared you off that bad. That's not romantic. Well, that's all right. <laughs> your breath smell bad anyway. <laughs> that's the one. That's the all y'all, all y'all, all y'all. Uh, Put the what they call them out there in the world. No joy dishwashing detergent full of bubble bath, okay? No <laughs> See, I was going to say something serious and forget it now. <laughs> no, no. None of that. Uh, None of Black Sports, Black Sports 980, you can follow us at uh, Black Sports 980. That's BLK Sports 980. Uh, we got the Instagram up. We got the, the Twitter. You can send us questions. You can send us topics, stuff you want us to talk about. You know, whatever, uh, whatever it is that's on your mind, issues. I mean, we try to keep it sports, but, you know, we, we people, you know, we live lives, we work jobs, you know what I'm saying? So you can throw stuff, you need relationship advice, you know what I'm saying? We we, we got you here. Uh, Aaron, you have any last words? Aaron stayed the quietest, so we, we, we got to, last week he told us LA Fitness and Crofton. So I thought he was going to give us a, another location. <laughs> so, oh, well, anyways, that's our show. We'll, we'll holler at y'all. We'll see y'all next week on Thursday. All right. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about Let me speak. How does that do feel? Not. How does that do feel? Do